As Christians, we live completely different from the people of this world. It's amazing how different we are. The people of the world have as a basic goal to win out and be on top and outdo other people. In the Bible, that is called emulation, which is a work of the flesh. As we grow in things of God, instead of trying to beat other people, I believe we come to the position of wanting to help other people. It's totally opposite from the nature of man or the people of the world. The Apostle Paul tells us, Be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, by reading the Bible, by allowing God to work with us. We are changed into the image of Christ even while we live on this present earth. Every time we do the Word of God, we are recreated again into the image of Christ. I'm sometimes shocked by what I see church-going people do. I'm shocked when I see a person taking her granddaughter into her home when she knows the granddaughter is out committing fornication with men throughout the city. I'm shocked when a Christian takes that type of person into their home. I know a woman who did that. I said to her church friend, this shocks me. She said, but that's her granddaughter. I said, well, I don't care who it is. She knows she's out there sleeping with other men, and yet she's taking her into her house and welcoming her. Later, I saw the scripture, Second John. Look at that with me, because I know I'm right on this, according to God. Second John, start at verse 8. Look to yourselves that we lose not those things which we have wrought, but that we receive a full reward. Whosoever transgresseth and abideth not in the doctrine of Christ hath not God. He that abideth in the doctrine of Christ, he hath both the Father and the Son. If there come any unto you and bring not this doctrine, Receive him not into your house, neither bid him God's speed. For he that biddeth him God's speed is partaker of his evil deeds. When I lived in Texas, there was a man living behind me, in the house behind me. He came to me one day and asked me if I would rent a room to him for the weekend. And I said, well, no, no, I will let you use the room if you need it. 
but I don't want any money for it. He said, well, they were having an anniversary and several people were coming and he had so many people coming that he didn't have space to keep them. I said, well, sure, you could use my rooms upstairs. He said that his wife's daughter would be staying at my house. He wanted her to stay at my house. His wife's daughter and her friend. The friend, that rang a bell with me, and I said to him, well, now, wait a minute, what is this friend? And he said, well, my wife's daughter is a lesbian, and it's her lover. And I said, oh, my, I can't allow that to stay in my house. But if you have a married couple who would like to use the room, they can. He said, well, I agree with you. I I really don't approve of lesbians either. He was a Jewish man. See, we I'm not going to let into my house things that I know are against the Bible. Why? Why do that? You're going to let them in your house and be friendly with them and wish them well? Well, it says in Second John, if you do that, you're partaker of their evil deeds. I'm very, very careful about wishing anybody good luck, well, hope things go well with you. I'm very careful about that. Some of you sit at tables and click your drink glasses together, and I guess you are wishing each other well by doing that. Well, if they go out and commit wrong, you're going to be partaker of their evil deeds. According to what John wrote here, you're going to lose full reward in heaven. You'll lose credit for some things that you have wrought, according to John. I, I just, I've just never been able to do that. Even before I saw this passage of Scripture, I couldn't do that. I can't let just anyone into my house. And if they come into my house and I find out they're doing something, then I speak the word of God to them. Uh, my cousin and her husband and their two adult-age sons came to visit me. I found out one of the sons was dating a, a divorced woman, and I said, the Bible says a man who marries a divorced woman commits adultery. Well, everyone got very quiet around me. He went out and married her, and they divorced a year or two later. But I told him the truth. I didn't let it lie there. I don't care if they're Christian or non-Christian. If I know the truth on a subject and they come into my house, I will tell them the truth. We renew our mind to the Word of God. So we agree with what God says. Let's take the subject of homosexuals and lesbians. God says he turned them over to vile affections. In Romans 1, that's what God says. That's God's view of it. So my view must be that they were turned over by God. Two vile affections, because that's what he says in the Bible. I believe the Bible is the inspired word of God. And it is profitable 
for doctrine, for correction, for reproof, so that we will know the way of God. Therefore, we read the Bible and we construct our mind according to the Bible and we construct our views according to the Bible. Let's look at Romans chapter 1. Start at verse 25. It says, Who changed the truth of God into a lie and worshipped and served the creature more than the Creator, who is blessed forever. For this cause God gave them up unto vile affections. For even their women did change the natural use into that which is against nature. And likewise also the men leaving the natural use of the woman, burned in their lust one toward another, men with men working that which is unseemly, and receiving in themselves that recompense of their error which was meat. And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a reprobate mind to do those things which are not convenient. See, it's not my opinion. It's God's opinion. It's God's view. It's God's wisdom. In the Bible, we read in Matthew 5.32 that the man who marries a divorced woman commits adultery. Therefore, we construct our mind to that position. The man who marries a divorced woman commits adultery. We read in several places in the Bible that if the divorced woman remarries, she commits adultery. We read that in Romans chapter 7, verses 1 through 3. We read it in Matthew five thirty-two. We read it in Mark 10. We read it in Matthew 19. We read it several places in the Bible. So we counsel divorced women that no, they cannot remarry without committing adultery and first corinthians chapter 7 verse 10 11 the apostle paul says it is a commandment of the lord let not the wife depart from her husband but and if she depart let her remain unmarried or be reconciled with her husband so we counsel according to the bible not according to our own opinion we reconstruct our opinion to fit with the Bible. For in the day of judgment, we will be judged by the word. So we must do that. And as we walk on this earth, we do not the pagan acts of the world. We don't copy other people in that which they do like we once did. Before we were born again, we copied the world because we were of the world. And we did things which we thought would be approved by other people. And we did things to try to get admiration of other people. But now that we are Christians, we live a different way. We try to serve God, to please God, to walk in the way of God, to do the things shown us in the scriptures, and to do the things that we believe to be right in the sight of God. In Galatians 1, Paul said, Do I persuade God or man? If I yet pleased men, I would not be the servant of Christ because the word of God is so opposite to the way of this world. 
In James chapter 4, we read that friendship with the world is enmity to God, that you cannot be a friend of God and a friend of the world at the same time because the ways are different. The way the world goes is different from the way of God. And I don't think we should allow the world to lead us in their ways. In the United States at this period of time, October 2020, there is intense pressure to make you feel like you have to vote for governments of men. We see it everywhere. NFL has a big voting campaign. Every time I turn on TV, I'm being told to vote. In being conformed not to this world and being transformed by the renewing of your mind, I'm going to present what I see concerning the subject of voting and being involved in politics. I would not want to approve any person for anything unless I was sure that person was godly. A godly person is a person who turns to God in every issue and seeks the will of God and structures his life by scripture. And I believe such a person will show us evidence when he has done this, that he will say, I turned to God and God showed me this and we will believe it because it is true. Judging by their advertisements on television, I have never seen any politician display himself or herself at any time in a godly manner. I just see certain works of the flesh and much strife and hatred displayed, and often the truth is put in high question. Galatians five nineteen twenty two. Now the works of the flesh are manifest, which are these, adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulations, wrath, strife, seditions, heresies, envyings, murders, drunkenness, revilings, and such like, of the which I tell you before, as I have also told you, in time past, says Paul, they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. I don't believe you could be in politics and be godly. I have seen one political party openly have homosexuals in their conventions and rallies, and lesbians too. I've seen men dressed as women sitting there on TV camera displaying themselves proudly without any godly sanction by the political leaders. In fact, the leaders show approval to the homosexuals and le lesbians. I believe I'm right in saying both political parties have a policy of approval of homosexuals and lesbians, but I have definitely seen it 
in one of the parties. God says concerning homosexuals and lesbians, Romans 1, 25 through 28, who changed the truth of God into a lie and worshiped and served the creature more than the creator, who is blessed forever. For this cause God gave them up unto vile affections. For even their women did change the natural use unto that which is against nature. And likewise also the men, leaving the natural use of the woman, burned in their lust one toward another. Men with men working that which is unseemly and receiving in themselves that recompense of their error, which was meat. And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a reprobate mind to do those things which are not convenient. Politics is a worldly thing full of ungodly acts, filled with hatred, variance, strife, evil speaking one of another, openly approving many evils against the Bible. I really can't see how any Christian can be involved in any way in politics. And for us as Christians to wish a human well in his endeavors contains a sizable risk, spiritually speaking, for each of us. I remind us of the following scripture. Second John, start at verse 8. Look to yourselves that we lose not those things which we have wrought, but that we receive a full reward. Whosoever transgresseth and abideth not in the doctrine of Christ hath not God. He that abideth in the doctrine of Christ, he hath both the Father and the Son, If there come any unto you, and bring not this doctrine, receive him not into your house, neither bid him Godspeed. Don't wish him well, for he that biddeth him Godspeed is partaker of his evil deeds. Don't receive him into your house, don't bid him Godspeed. Here's something the Bible does tell us to do concerning those who are in authority. 2 Timothy 2, verses 1 through 3. I exhort, therefore, that, first of all, supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men, for kings, and all who are in authority, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life, in all godliness and honesty, for this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior. The Apostle Peter tells us to live as follows, as we wait for the return of Jesus, when we will be removed from this earth and taken to the new heaven and the new earth, wherein dwelleth righteousness. 2 Peter chapter 3, verses 10 through 14. But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night, in the which the heavens shall pass away with a great noise, and the elements shall melt with fervent heat. 
the earth also and the works that are therein shall be burned up. Seeing then that all these things shall be dissolved, what manner of persons ought ye to be in all holy conversation and godliness, looking for and hastening unto the coming of the day of God, wherein the heavens being on fire shall be dissolved, and the elements shall melt with fervent heat. Nevertheless, we, according to his promise, look for new heavens and a new earth, wherein dwelleth righteousness. Wherefore, beloved, seeing that ye look for such things, be diligent, that ye may be found of him in peace, without spot, and blameless. I do not believe I could participate in politics at any level and live in peace without spot and blameless in the sight of God. Politics is a very worldly, evil thing, appealing to the flesh of men and often making men feel they are doing good while their real works are evil and against many parts of the Bible. While we live in this world, we are not of this world. Hebrews 11, verse 13. These all died in faith, not having received the promises, but having seen them afar off, and were persuaded of them, and embraced them, and confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. For they that say such things declare plainly that they seek a country, and truly, if they had been mindful of that from whence they came out, they might have had opportunity to have returned. But now they declare a better country, that is, an heavenly. Wherefore God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he hath prepared for them a city. As Christians, we are strangers and pilgrims on this earth, just waiting in a godly way for Jesus to return to take us off this earth and to take us to the new heaven and the new earth, which is filled only with righteousness. Revelation 22, Jesus says, And behold, I come quickly, and my reward is with me to give every man according as his work shall be. I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. Blessed are they that do his commandments, that they may have right to the tree of life and may enter in through the gates into the city. For without are dogs and sorcerers and whoremongers and murderers, and idolaters, and whosoever loveth and maketh a lie. Thank you for allowing me to speak with you today.